Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. episodes of Married at First Sight in New Orleans have really been giving it to us. And I'm talking at all points. They have been giving us action, intrigue, fuckboys, questionable behavior, strippers. Maybe somebody peed their pants. I don't know. But there was definitely a spot there. I am loving it. They are giving us, you know, I really do not like a two-hour reality show. It takes so long to recap, (laughs) but here I am. I am invigorated and so excited to talk about episode two. 
I was worried that because there are five couples that we were going to get like maybe two and a half couples that got actually married this episode and then they would drag it out to another episode. But we got what? Like three, three and a quarter. And I'm here for it. Y'all, I am here for it. So let's get started. Start off with Karen and Miles. Um, obviously we know from the premiere episode that it ended with Karen going behind closed doors with producers to say that she had gotten a text and I just wanted everybody to listen closely to what I'm about to say, because what I remember is that once they went behind closed doors, she said that she had gotten a text and she thought that that text was not meant for her. It gave her the name of Miles, his full name. So from there, she was able to look through his social media, look through his Instagram posts. She thought he was very emotional and not her type. Um, so let's keep that little bit of information in the bank for a few minutes from now. So we open up on the episode. She's still behind the doors with whatever producer. And she's like, am I making the worst mistake of my life right now it's like back and forth between karen karen's hotel suite and miles's hotel suite karen jonathan who's miles dad is saying giving advice so like as much chaos and intrigue and mystery is happening in karen's suite jonathan or excuse me miles's suite is like what you would expect from the show excitement nerves good advice being had um, and given Jonathan who's Miles dad says a relationship is like a bank account you always put more into it than you take out of it otherwise there are going to be fees we go back to Karen and she's getting ready she decides to go through with this we don't see her like literally say like to protect to production like i'm gonna do it but obviously she's getting ready she puts her dress on does hair and makeup and she's doing it but you can tell that she is not feeling this at all her mom's asking her like are you excited do you feel like a bride she's like no (laughs) she said it feels like she's just putting on clothes like she's playing dress up miles you know, we get to the actual wedding. Miles walks down the aisle. Typical traditional structure. Um, the guy walks down the aisle first and he waits and then the bride walks down. So Miles walks down the aisle and he hugs Karen's mom. When he gets to the front row, Karen is walked down by her dad and she manages to drag her ass down the aisle. (laughs) But, and you know, they do introductions and she's being very like polite and sweet. But as soon as they, the pastor, the officiant starts to get through like the actual vows, like the real ceremony starting, she breaks down crying. Miles pulls out the hanky for her and everybody's like, oh, that's so sweet. Um, Her vows include something along the line of like, oh, it's nice to finally meet you and I look forward to learning about you. Like, do you? Because technically you have met him and you have learned about him and you didn't like what you see, saw, and you were just crying 15 minutes ago and then you're crying two minutes ago and I don't know how this is going to work out, (laughs) y'all. I'm worried. Um, We're starting this marriage off with a lie, Cistern. Let's just say it. When they sit down, um, so like they they go through the ceremony, they actually kiss, everything is fine according to 
you know, miles. And so all the couples, after they do the ceremony, they have like a champagne, sit down with each other and like, you know, have small talk or whatever. So they sit down for champagne and thank God, Karen admits it like right off the bat, like, dude, I know about you, but I'm a little confusion because remember what I said, where she told production that she got a text message that had his information. She tells Miles that one of her bridesmaids received a message on accident that she thinks is meant for the groomsmen, which like I said, is completely different from what she said before. She was like, I think Miles was like, well, how did that happen? She's like, I don't know. Like, like, of course, you know, if the text was sent by production on accident, then clearly they must have told you this. Like, you know how it got there. Did it get sent to you or did it get sent to the bridesmaid? Because earlier you said in the first episode that none of your bridesmaids know, none of my friends or family know that I got this text. So Oprah, what is the truth? Um, she tells him like, listen, I looked you up and he was like, whoa, <laughs> like, like he takes it all in stride, but he's also like, damn, like, you know, surprise naturally. And he was like, well, what did you see? And she was like, well, I looked at your Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And you really should maybe be more private. And he was like, well, I guess I will be now. Huh? <laughs> and, um, so then he was like, well, did what you see put you at ease at all? And she was like, well, there was nothing bad. I'm like, girl, you just said he was too emotional and that he was not your type. Those are two very bad things. I don't know, girl. Starting off this on the wrong foot. <laughs> so she says, like, you know, there was really nothing bad. And at the end of the day, like, she still doesn't really know him. So it's it's all good. He is talking to production. He's like, you know what? I'm a little bit jealous that she kind of got, like, a leg up on me in terms of, like, information. But he's like, you know, and I'm really excited to get to know her. Fortunately, they do have a little small talk and he seems like very chill and he wants to get to know her and he's very laid back and he gives off like the vibe, like a good, warm, down to earth dude kind of vibe. Like maybe you guys at the end of the day are not going to end up married, but you guys could definitely be friends. Y'all could kick it and like go to a bar and you know, like, he, there's just nothing at the outset about Miles that seems bad. First of all, he seems by far the most eligible bachelor on the show. He's got his shit together. He's clean cut. He's good looking. He just seems like he has, like, a, like I said, like, a, just, like, a really nice energy to him. Um, fortunately for everybody, she's like, you know what? So far, so good. He's a gentleman. He's been acting perfectly nice and kind. Like, I can't say a bad thing about him. Our next couple is Olivia and Brett. Unfortunately for Olivia, it is time to marry the biggest loser on the show and in New Orleans, Brett. Brett's hope is that she's beautiful, attractive, same thing, and warm. I hope she's hot and hot and warm, basically is what he's saying. <laughs> like, um... He gets a gift from her 
which is one of those like pictures that you know it's like people oh I bought you a star and I named the star after us and whatever the star was she named it leap of faith which his reaction to that is like well that's nerdy (laughs) and also she's way more thoughtful than I am so good that's really great for her two strikes in her and her direction lucky girl um breast grooms are saying like well I hope she can handle I think they're all his brothers one of his brothers says I hope she can handle somebody like constantly picking on her and being sarcastic and Brad's like yeah I kind of hope she can too because I'm not going to be changing any of that so that's um little strike number three for Brett um Brett seems very unimpressed and nervous when he sees her like we it, it was very clear to me that like Brett was insecure and he makes up for his insecurities by working out and being a sarcastic douchebag and just like looking for hot girls with no substance to make him feel better and make his cachet rise in his eyes because something about him is not enough. And so he makes up for it by being awful. Oh boy, I am so, I feel so bad for Olivia. I have to say, like, he was much better than the first episode, but, like, if I'm comparing that to him getting wasted, hitting on Henry's girlfriend, um, hitting on the waitress before they went to their bachelor party and giving her the finger guns and that, and the winking at her, like, okay, the bar's in hell, so, like, Maybe you're in purgatory right now, frankly. Um, I I just, he just really didn't seem into her. Later, he says that he does think she's, like, really attractive and and that she was, like, a girl that he would hit on. And, okay, like, what does that mean? Because you said that you've dated 45 women in the past five years. So, congratulations, Olivia. You're number 46. Maybe... Technically, you're 48 because we already saw him hit on two girls in the matter of one episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Olivia is so nervous. She gets congested. And as she's doing her vows, she's like sniffing. For a second, I thought I was watching Vanderpump Rules, but it was a lot of heavy sniffing happening. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's really it. Like, once they get outside to have like their drinks he is not really like the body language did everybody catch that like she they're sitting on like I don't know like it's not a bench really it's almost like an outdoor bed kind of um you know like a um what do you call it one of those beds that have like poles I don't know what you call those beds. Like a slate? No, a slate bed. Is this? No, no. The, the beds that have like posts, at the, four posts. Like a four post bed, right? I guess that's what they're called. <laughs> um, she's sitting on one end. He's sitting on the other. She's trying to talk to him and like lean in his direction. Whereas he's, sta- he's sitting like straight ahead. He's kind of like cocked his head to the side to kind of look at her. But like just based on body language, you can tell that like he is not into this and I don't know if it's like his insecurity and his nerves have really kicked in but like it comes off like like she's talking 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 and talking he's just like yeah 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 until finally he's like so what are you into and she's like oh you know like I work 
out maybe like four or five times a week and he's like oh cool and then you know she goes into her whole spiel about like all the things that like it seems like my first question with Brett was like how did he make it past screening how did he make it past the application process but it's very clear that like they have like very basic things in common with each other one that they like to work out she likes to go camping she likes to um you know like I don't know what did she say like she liked to um watch movies at home she's not really like a theater girl they have they both have cats she has two cats he has one and so there's like this very like basic on the surface like okay cupid dating app things that they have in common but like when it comes down to it I just don't think that Brett is at all ready to get married and kind of I really don't think Olivia is either because I don't think she has the confidence to handle when problems are going to arrive when situations are going to arise and I just worry for her because I feel like what did she say? She apologized immediately for... Oh, when she walked down the aisle, Brett made a comment of like, oh, your train's really long. And she said, oh, sorry. And it, it just it was just like one of those little things where you're like, why would you ever apologize for something like that? Like, this is a dress you chose. It's beautiful. It wasn't like he tripped over it. He just mentioned that you had a long train. And her first reaction was, sorry. Like, that literally the first thing she said to the man that she's about to marry. And I... It, she, oh. I really worry for her. I really do. I feel like there are a lot, there is a lot of elements of like a bright, funny, good personality. I just feel like she's going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to their relationship. And that concerns me. And he seems like the type of guy who's like, if I don't get exactly what I want, then I'm not going to give you anything. And that's not going to work for any woman, but certainly not a woman who is admittedly insecure and like, doesn't know how to speak for herself. You know, I'm really concerned about them more than anybody. Let's go to Woody and Imani. Um, Woody starts off his day with meditation. Just kidding. He starts off by staring at himself in the mirror and doing a little dance for himself. His very favorite person and his soulmate and, uh, frankly, I don't know why he's not marrying himself, but I guess, I don't know. Is that legal? Should be. Um, Amani is worried that she is not, whoever she's partnered up with is not going to understand like how chill she is and how laid back she is. And she's like, well, I hope that my partner is not like a lot. Like, I hope he's not too much. Mm. <laughs> Sorry for that girl. Cause Yikes. <laughs> um, she has a bridesmaid who is Alexis, star of the show. One of the stars of the show. The two side characters that are my favorite on the show so far have been from Amani's camp. Uh, starting with Alexis. Alexis was like, I just hope that this person treats you well because honestly, like, I don't want to have to beat their ass and go to jail for a month. Does it concern me that Alexis knows how long she could get in jail time for assault? Absolutely. But I also appreciate a ride or die chick. That is a good friend that you've got, Amani. Amani has a quick check with their father and stepfather. Um, wow. Um, Amani's father, Marlo. 
says that he is absahemsive. <laughs> absahemsive, y'all. I love him. I cherish him. And I want this man on my television forever. He is such a light. <laughs> he was such a presence. And even though he was only on camera for like 45 seconds, he gave me everything that I could ever ask for and more. Thank God. Woody's outfit is like a a white tux. He had some matching white glasses and thank fuck he took those off because he was really giving me like Johnny Depp and Willy Wonka. Like... And sir, you're a good 4'10". Like, you can't be doing too much with your look, okay? Because at one point, at some point, you're going to look like an Oompa Loompa. Like a chocolate Oompa Loompa. And so maybe we need to think about Tony Town. And thank God he did. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. At one point <laughs> during the vows, Woody does a little jig like the leprechaun he is. And I he's a true jokester. I will say though that when they went for their champagne after their ceremony, Amani really opened up. And she actually seems, like, really cool. And she seemed, like, to really kind of get Woody's number, but also be, like, super cool about it. Like, Woody is laying it on so thick. Like, oh, is it okay if I call you sweets? Um, He kissed her hand, like, the first time that she walked down the aisle. He asked her if she was foreign and she was like, no, I'm black mixed with more black. Um, And she's like, you're a big flirt, aren't you? And he was like, oh, is that okay? She's like, yeah, it's fine. I just, you're just a big flirt. (laughs) Like she is not like, I really thought that they were going to be like number two worst couple after Olivia and Brett. And I still kind of think that, but I've had my, my instincts about Amani were wrong. Um, she seems a lot less reserved and her backstory was that like, you know, she had been cheated on. I think she was the one who's, was dating a guy and, and he's had a, they had a five year relationship with each other and 
and he had a baby behind her back. Was that the one? Or was she the one who was dating a guy and, and it found out that he was married? Either way, both a very fucked up situation, but she obviously has very good reasons to have her walls up and be, you know, you know, make a fortress around Imani. And I, I get that, but I think she's maybe not giving herself enough credit. And I really commend her for being like cool and open. And even though she does like have this like self-preservation thing shield on her like she still was like really open to him and I think it was probably because Woody was being like real flirtatious with her that she was like kind of okay but I also kind of thought like that could have gone one way or the other where she's like oh he's too flirtatious like I'm not gonna I don't I'm not feeling this like he's too slick he he could be a fuck boy like I'm not into it but she she took it all in stride they seemed to have like good chemistry and I dig it. I dug it. I really, really dug it. Um, is that really all that we have to, Oh, <laughs> did you guys notice that Woody had a cross, like a Jesus cross shaved into the side of his head? Just like a little, just a subtle, <laughs> just a subtle Jesus cross shaved into the side of your head for your wedding. I just hope everybody noticed that. Obviously this, um, season must've lined up like right with you know, quarantine. So you can tell, like, there's very little intervention with the experts. I think really the only person we saw was like a little clip of Dr. Viviana and a little clip of Pastor Cal. And you could tell that like, (laughs) they haven't quite figured out the audio quite yet on Pastor Cal's because they transition into the reception part and his sound is like, our first three couples have been married at first sight, and now it's time for the reception. <laughs> it's it's real echoey, real real echoey. Um, okay, so then we we go into the reception for the first three couples. Um, there really wasn't like too exciting. There's not there wasn't a whole lot of material to talk about. Um, what happened? Oh, Brad's brother did a speech and was like. Uh, I've known Brett my whole life or his whole life and Brett was like yeah literally and we're like yeah Brett he's your brother that's how that works he's your older brother so naturally he's known you his whole your whole life um thank you but thank you for the clarification there was a guy in Woody and Imani's reception that looked like the weekend if anybody wants to scroll over to my Twitter at EBBM podcast I posted a picture of that man, I mean, did he look like the weekend? Did he look like, I don't like a Tuesday afternoon? Maybe that would have been more appropriate, but there were, there was a lot of likeness. I will say that. Um, now we're going to get to Amelia and Bennett. Wowie, wowie, wow. So there are people that, you know, they present themselves as very eccentric, dare I even say weird, but maybe like they're more normal than you would think, (laughs) but not the case for Amelia and Bennett and thank fuck for that. Amelia is getting ready 
she looks like Snow White, and by that I mean forest animals have seemed to have done her glam, and one bird got stuck on the top of her head. Whether it died in the process of trying to get her ass together, or if it's there for moral support, remains to be seen. I don't know, I didn't see it move, but, you know, anything can happen. There's a knock at the door, and she gets a gift from Bennett which is a pebble necklace. So you guys heard at the top of the episode, hopefully if I was able to grab the audio right, this is the note that it said. I did a little screenshot of the note and you couldn't really see everything, but I know that she didn't say everything that was in the note or we didn't see it, but there was a word resplendent in it at one point and it just seemed very hipster very hipster oh lord like you could smell the chuck taylors the five-year-old chuck taylors coming off of this note you know what i mean um her bridesmaid (laughs) when she pulls out the necklace she's like oh my god it's like the perfect finish to your outfit and like he got a pebble in mississippi like that shade girl saying saying that a pebble is the perfect finish to your thousand dollar plus wedding dress is not a compliment girl that's shade (laughs) Bennett is playing it cool in his room but he's also saying that like his sensory he's he's got a sensory overload um he says that he's excited to be close to and potentially intimate with a woman which sounds like he's a virgin but he claims it's only been about six months I don't know I, I don't know if this is like a like a 30 rock situation where James Franco had that like Japanese love doll maybe that might be who he was last with and they had a breakup or maybe I don't know he doesn't seem like he can afford a real doll one of those silicone real dolls so I don't think it was that maybe it was a real woman you know but it's not a bad looking guy he's just an awkward guy and that's why I feel like for him to say that six months was a long time since he had sex, it just feels like a lie. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. He doesn't give me BDE, you know? I'm not getting Bennett Dick energy. You feel me? I'm not getting it. But you know what? I'm never gonna know, so it really doesn't matter. Um, Her bridesmaids... Can we talk about their outfits? They look like... Like the Fanta girls meet like Gwen Stefani's Love Angel Music Baby meets like also that era where Gwen Stefani was wearing like the bendy on her forehead like there was just like a weird cultural appropriation it was like flapper meets like (sighs) gypsy I know that's a slur but I just also feel like this was really inappropriate for three white girls to be wearing so like that's just what they were giving me it looked very like Halloween store costumes there were a lot of tassels there were a lot of like 60s girl group 70s go-go dancer 
2010s weirdo outfits. Like, I just don't know what was going on there. There were just a lot of colors and a lot of fabric. I, I You have to see it to believe it. <laughs> I, wow, 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 wow. We meet Deb, Bennett's mother. And Bennett's mom clocks him from head to toe. She's like, do you want to maybe run a comb through your hair maybe one time? And he was like, no, I'm fine. But believe it or not, I I did put deodorant on. And yeah, this is definitely a believe it or not situation. I maybe believe that you had like one pass through on each armpit through like an old speed stick that you found in your drawer. Um, I definitely would believe that you're one of those like deodorant crystal people and those things don't work. Um, the fact that you just don't wear deodorant, like, am I surprised? No, no. I mean, the smell of vision was real with both Bennett and Amelia and wow, I, mm, mm. <laughs> um, Deb, says that she's hoping that Bennett's wife is somebody who can calm him because he runs a little anxious. So before Deb, Bennett's mom leaves, she goes into this whole monologue. (laughs) She looks him directly in the eyes and she goes, it is unbelievable that the next time I see you, you're going to be married. I find that very strange, very strange. I look forward to meeting this person. They're going to be spending the rest of your days with, don't you? And, um, ma'am, calm the fuck down, please. Yeah, I fully understand why Bennett is anxious as hell. Because you're screaming in his face at a very weird tomber, Miss Deb. No wonder. (laughs) No wonder he's an anxious person. Imagine somebody looking directly in your eyes like... She's a nutter, a real nutter. And yeah, and now I get it. Now I completely get you, Bennett. I I can read you from front to back now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Bennett, before he goes down to the venue, he's waiting and he's like, you know, I feel like one of those, like, air dolls that you see outside of like a hot dog stand or a cell phone store like one of those like car used car like like I'm just blowing everywhere in the wind and I don't know what's happening with me 
Um, Bennett walks down the aisle and we get a glimpse of Amelia, well, really Bennett's side too, of the guests. And they're in a lot of, um, like I know this is New Orleans and, you know, there are a lot of um, lively people, but uh, there were just a lot of headpieces. There was a lot of gold. There was a lot of brocade. There was a lot of um, rainbow happening. Just a, a whole like Mardi Gras party worth of people happening. And then we see that the bridesmaids have decided to elevate their their um, dresses, if you will, <laughs> by um, putting... There must have been some sort of like hoodie situation, face facial hoodie, um, that involved more tassels in front of their faces, more mesh. Um, a lot was happening. I got about a third of a second into seeing a unicycle go down the aisle before I had to pause, take a break, take a little walk to clear my mind. I unpaused it. Turns out um, the grape flavor bridesmaid was on the unicycle being led by blue raspberry and pink lemonade. They were giggling like you wouldn't believe and they were acting like this was their wedding and now they're friends. Oh my god. Um... Then we see <laughs> Amelia. So she's being walked down the aisle by her mother. And as soon as she gets like to the front of the aisle, let's say, I don't know what the term is for it. She sees Bennett at the end of the aisle at the altar and says, oh, I, I've met him before. <laughs> so she is now freaking out. They get to each other and they hug and Amelia's like, good to see you. And Bennett like was smiling at the beginning, but now he's not. He's looking over at his best men, his groomsmen. One of them's like, oh my God. You could tell there was like a hush over the crowd of like, oh, everybody. It seems like half the people knew who Amelia was and we're like oh shit <laughs> and half the people who knew who Bennett was and they were like oh shit I am very curious to know how they knew each other if they had gone on a date if they had just like met each other as friends what if Ooh, ooh, here's my prediction is that maybe Bennett dated one of Amelia's old friends Maybe that's how they know each other. Maybe she took like an improv class with him a few years ago. I'm thinking there's some sort of like past romantic thread with them, whether it be directly or through like maybe one of them dated the other one's friend. Like there must be something more than like, oh, I've just met you before. I don't know. But maybe that, I mean, that is kind of awkward in its own way. But like, they there's something that made an impact to where now this is awkward. Because <laughs> Amelia's like, uh, like, 
Kevin McAllister from Home Alone, like, oh, mouth agape, shocked at who she's looking at and who she's been paired with. And Bennett looks pissed. He looks very unhappy. And I don't know if that's like his anxiety that's like being channeled as unhappiness, but like he doesn't look happy and it's very awkward. The pastor, the officiant says, Bennett, meet Amelia for the first time. And he's like, it's not the first time. And she's still like, uh, (laughs) it's not good. And that's the end of the episode, y'all. I am very excited for them to finish their vows. There was a preview where he said, like, he's looking down at his vows that he wrote. And he was like, um, you're gonna have to give me a minute to, like, kind of rework what I wrote through. Because I really was expecting to have not known this person. I'm really very excited for the, like, after ceremony champagne get to know you situation because that I think is when we're going to find out the full tea. I really wonder like, did they get five couples? Because I don't know. Like I always wondered like, were there couples that like didn't make it past the wedding reception? Excuse me. all didn't make it past the ceremony and the wedding reception. I don't know, but I gotta say, I am very pleased with the season so far, this is probably of the, I think I started with maybe season six or seven. We're now in 11, I believe. And this is for sure right out the gate, the most exciting season that I've seen. So I'm amped. I'm pumped. I, oh, I'm so excited. I had to record it same night. So you guys are hearing it the next day, hopefully. Um, yeah. If you guys haven't heard the first episode, check it out. It came out on Monday. I talked about it with Amanda from the Imperfect Strangers podcast. And I'll catch up with you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you.